Hi, I'm Taylor Patterson, and this is the Recurring Wellness Podcast, diving into the world of autoimmunity and chronic illness, finding answers to help people get the most out of life naturally and holistically. This show is for discussion purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Welcome back to the show. Taylor here. On our last episode, we talked about autoimmunity. We talked all about it, different kinds, some statistics about it, and what were the causes of autoimmunity. And one of the major triggers for autoimmunity is intestinal permeability or the leaky gut. So today we're actually going to talk about leaky gut. We're going to chat about it and really break it down. And hopefully this will provide some good insight for you guys that are looking to get some answers about your health and what might be causing your, your illness or maybe a family member. And if they want answers, or if they're looking for more information, share this with them, please. Cause I'm really happy to start the conversation here. So leaky gut, what is it? Quite the buzzword. A lot of people talk about it, especially the word, the words gut health, um, quite the buzz phrase on social media and everybody's sort of coming up with different ways to improve your gut health. Well, it's for good reason. I'll tell you that, but uh, let's dive right into it. So if you go to your doctor and they send you with, with, you know, any kind of digestive issues and they send you for an endoscopy or a colonoscopy or something like that, they're not going to just find leaky gut. Um, some doctors in Western medicine will even go as far as to say that leaky gut isn't even real and that there's no plausible way that one condition could be related to so many different health and chronic diseases. Well, I'm here to encourage you to think outside the box. I'm not here to tell you your doctor's wrong. We are simply looking at it from a different perspective. And that's what I did. And that's what my clients do. And we work together as well, is we sort of see things from a different perspective and open our eyes and it can really change things for the better. So leaky gut doesn't just affect the digestive system. It can affect your entire body. It's defined as abnormal intestinal barrier function. So what does that mean? So the intestinal epithelial lining or the stomach cell wall lining creates a barrier that separates us from the environment. So what we consume in terms of food, beverages, they go through us, but they don't actually enter our body. So think of a tunnel. When you drive through a tunnel, you're still technically outside, right? So the stomach cell wall is only one cell thick. So that's, you know, it's pretty thin when we're in, in relativity. So think of a cheesecloth. I like to use that example, which I think I used that in the last episode. Our digestive system only allows very small uh, molecules and nutrients to, uh, to enter through tight junctions, which our body absorbs and utilizes. That's a healthy gut. Okay. And that's a healthy epithelial lining. Now, when food passes through the digestive tract, hydrochloric acid, digestive juices, they break down the food and digestive enzymes will split up the proteins. Okay. So if our body cannot properly break down the food, it can cause those tight junctions to open. So that intestinal barrier to sort of open up micro tears, we call it. Okay. Um, beneath the epithelial, beneath the epithelial lining lies immune cells. So like B cells, T cells, neutrophils, stuff like that. We don't need to get too specific, but when prompted these cells, they'll orchestrate a response. So they present antigens, cytokines, and, and antibodies. So it's an immune response. And this creates an inflammatory response in the body, right? So this is the, the body's defense mechanism. So looking at a poor diet, environmental toxins, stress, infections, and viruses, can all contribute to a leaky gut 
and excess inflammation, right? So continued exposure to one or more of these triggers create excess inflammation. And this is where the autoimmune cascade typically begins. The body must function with chronic inflammation from the immune system fighting off foreign invaders trying to enter the bloodstream and cause havoc. And that's really tough. That's not easy, right? When toxins enter the body, they're stored in fatty tissue. So that could typically be around the belly, but it can also settle in other places like the thighs, the arms, neck, eyes, breast tissue. Right? Fat can lie anywhere, but a lot of time it does lie in the belly. Uh, the weak link in the chain, we, we say it's your genetics. That's typically where symptoms begin to express themselves. So again, a body functioning with chronic inflammation, it's fighting, right? And the more inflammation, so the more gas we throw on the fire, right? The sooner and the more present the symptoms are going to be, and they'll begin to express themselves in that weak link, right? And that's where your genetics kick in. Okay. So this could be in the joints. This could be the bowel, the skin, the brain, the heart, the pancreas, or any other place where inflammation is present and there is a genetic susceptibility. So this sort of brings us back to why gut health is so extremely important for our well-being, right? It's not just the gut. Okay, it's the entire body and it's it's a system. Now, this is going to be interesting. We'll sort of dive into the microbiome here, okay? So if you've done any research on gut health, you may have heard of the gut microbiome. Okay. Again, probably another buzz phrase for some people, but important to, to sort of connect these. Okay. The microbiome of the gut is an organ compromised with trillions of different bacteria, like fungi, viruses as well, and other sort of microbes that play a huge role in health functions. So, you know, some things such as our immune system, our metabolism, um, neurobehavioral traits, like these are all directly related to our gut microbiome. And they regulate these things. So researchers, scientists are slowly but surely discovering how important of an organ, and they have deemed it an organ now, the gut microbiome actually is. We have nearly 200 times more genes in our microbiome than in our own DNA. <laughs> so there's a joke that we're basically more bacteria than we are human. And I'm starting to, to agree with that a little bit. The, uh, more and more research is coming out proving the importance of a healthy gut microbiome being paramount in the prevention of degenerative disease and illness. When we have an abundance of bacteria in the body, that's known as, oh, sorry, an abundance of bad bacteria in the body, I should point out, that's known as dysbiosis. So two studies have shown that our gut microbiome is influenced more by diet, drugs, and environment than it's inherited genetically. So this means that one of the most vital organs for our health can be affected more by how we live our lives than how we were born, whether or not we were born with it. So again, I, I addressed this before the term that it's genetic and you know, my, my uncle had it or my sister had it. So I'm going to get it. Shouldn't be something we really focus on. Okay. Especially when it comes to gut health and the gut microbiome. Okay. So the gut microbiome also plays a significant role in obesity. Many studies have shown that overweight and obese people show dysbiosis of the microbiome, categorized by low diversity of bacteria in the gut. 
So dysbiosis has also been observed in people with conditions such as irritable bowel disease, like Crohn's and colitis, psoriatic arthritis, type one diabetes, atopic eczema, celiac disease, type two diabetes, arterial stiffness, and many more. So it's safe to say that a, having a rich gut diversity can be beneficial for those at risk of chronic inflammatory conditions. So there are two major categories of bacteria in the gut. There's the, and this is, again, there's so many different kinds of bacteria. So we're really just going broad scope here. Okay. There's the bacteroidetes and the firmicutes bacteria types. Okay. Now, while we need both for diversity, the firmicutes category are associated with calorie hoarding. And one product, I like to use the, uh, the artificial sweetener example, because it is rampant. There's artificial sweeteners in so many products nowadays, because sugar, while it should be, is, is an enemy. And I, I do believe that we have a, a diet too rich in sugar. Artificial sweeteners should not be a replacement. I can tell you that for sure. And I'll use the example of the Pima Indians. And my favorite Dr. Tom O'Brien has uh, this example in his book, and it's, it's very telling. So the Pima Indians uh, of the American Southwest, and they were, they were in a tribe, and uh, they were in the American Southwest, sort of into Mexico as well. They lived there for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and there wasn't much growing there. It was very dry, not a lot of food diversity. So they got by on whatever was available. So just you know, root tubers, maybe cacti sort of for hydration, right? Their bodies adapted to hoard calories for survival because they go you know, long periods with very little quality nutrients. So many died of starvation if they couldn't properly hoard the calories, but many, their gut microbiome adapted and reproduced so they, they lived on right? After thousands of years. So what, sorry, how is it that they were able to survive on so little, right? Their gut microbiome changed to higher rates of Firmicutes bacteria to allow for the storage of calories. Fast forward to the 1930s, 1940s, when they were living on reservations, eating canned processed food from the Bureau of Land Management, not to mention the introduction of processed grains, artificial sweeteners, sludgy seed oils, okay? Today, 50% of Pima Indians are morbidly obese and have type two diabetes, 50%. So it's because they're eating the standard American diet now, but their ancestors gave them the Firmicutes bacteria. So, uh, uh, you know, that's a calorie hoarding bacteria. That's a microbiome that's been altered and is now sort of it's, it's a playing a massive role in, in their vital metabolic health, right? So moving on from that, because again, it, I hope that made sense for you guys, just a quick little analogy there, right? <clears throat> when there's uh, an abundance of bad bacteria in the gut, our immune system must be on alert, sort of ready to attack for foreign invaders. This can be troubling if someone's constantly carrying a high toxic load. So if you're living an inflammatory lifestyle, it, it's going to be a problem sooner or later. Right. A leaky gut can lead to dysbiosis, which can lead to illness. See how we're making that connection? So how do we reverse leaky gut? How do we prevent it? How do we create a healthy gut microbiome so we can live longer, more enjoyable, disease-free lives? How do we do that? Well, it's, we must find the root cause of the inflammation. 
Usually it's a combination of lifestyle factors. For example, diet, exercise, stress, toxins, drugs, lots more things. So in order we need to address those things and then we can begin to heal the body one step at a time and by staying consistent. And I say consistent because this is, this is like the number one word I use when I'm working with my clients is, is consistent. We must take consistent action. And with the gut, especially now we talked about how the gut turns over every three to seven days in the last episode. So that means that our cells regenerate. So every three to seven days, we regenerate new cells in the gut. So, you know, provided we are taking consistent action, we can slowly start to repair the tissue that's been broken down. So if we have leaky gut, if we have intestinal permeability, if our tight junctions in the cell wall are no longer tight and they're allowing toxins and pathogens and different bad bacteria to enter and sort of find their way to, to weak links and cause us to get ill, we need to take consistent action, right? It's not going to happen overnight. This, this is, we call this the autoimmune cascade essentially, because again, this can lead you to autoimmunity, right? And it can lead to whatever your susceptibility is. So this autoimmune cascade, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you, um, you had a sensitivity to gluten, you had a piece of bread and bang, you have a disease. That's not how it works, right? You had cereal for breakfast with sugar and milk. Maybe you had some croutons for lunch. Maybe you had a burger for dinner with fries. Then maybe you had a snack at night. Then maybe you didn't get much sleep last night. And then you had to wake up early for work the next morning. And you're really stressed because you're tired. Then the next day, you're so tired that you're craving energy. So you go and get more fries. Maybe you get poutine. Then maybe you fall asleep in the middle of the day. And then that night, you skip dinner and you're too tired to exercise. But you had no, you know, you, you can't get to sleep. So now you're up all night on your computer researching what's wrong with you. That's a stressful, inflammatory lifestyle, and it's perpetual. And again, it doesn't happen overnight. This is years, okay? I mean, days, weeks, months, years, decades of exposure. So what we need to be doing is taking constant action. And I wanted to take this last part of the podcast to talk about how consistency is so important, especially with healing the gut and the microbiome. And your body, as you begin to take action, and you don't have to do it all at once, okay? One step at a time. Okay. As you begin to heal, your body will thank you. And that pain will slowly go away. Those digestive upsets will go away. Those headaches, the, the, the memory loss, the brain fog, whatever it might be that you're suffering from will slowly start to improve as we heal the gut, as we bring back the good bacteria, the gut microbiome and bring our body back into working order. Now, that being said, I'm not going to get into all the methods of how we heal a leaky gut because we got lots more episodes to come and I have uh, some great guests coming up as well. So stay tuned for that. But I just like to thank everybody for listening today. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, uh, le please leave me a five-star review. That'd be fantastic. Um, if you have any questions, you can email me info at altfit.ca. The info, the email will be listed in the description below. And again, thanks a lot guys for tuning in and let's keep fighting this good fight. 